Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Transmitting live from Planet Margate. This is episode five of Buddies Buddies with Joe Miller of Celeste Sounds. Greetings and welcome, buddies. Uh, this is Buddy Peace, uh, Halloween name Bloody Peace. Peace, obviously, in that case, spelt P-I-E-C-E for maximum grossness. Sorry, I don't, I don't normally go in for the Halloween names, but kind of like that one. Um, yeah, I am sitting on the old Lido. It's just like a sort of a big no person's land with sand and grass. But a really cool little mosaic thing at the bottom. Um, the tide is on its way out, I can see. Even if it's all the way in, it doesn't affect you up here. This is like a nice little perch on the on the seafront. It's a little bit grimy, if I'm honest. I feel like there's been some um, the whole world of nefarious activities going on up here in the, in the history of its lifetime. But I don't mind that at all. I do this for you, the listener, and I do this for the podcast. I'll put myself to extraordinary lengths to record these intros. So I'm doing this. I'm doing this for us, folks. Um, hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the aftermath of it because I got to speak to Bridget and Ian a, a bit online. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was always a treat. Super nice. As I said last week, sort of going back over it, it was great because um, I'd had the benefit of doing the. Uh, pottery course so there was loads that sort of slotted into place afresh and um it was yeah it was a real treat and as with all of these podcasts like whoever i'm speaking to the topics have really resonated since recording them i mean there are things i'm i'm totally interested in anyway but since speaking to you know experts in the field it's totally opened my eyes to a lot of things and it's like i've got tons of little sort of mental alerts anytime these topics come up in day-to-day life so it's really really I'm, I'm getting a lot out of these it's great I'm I'm really enjoying it and I hope the same can be said for you so yeah thanks for all the all the shouts all the comments retweets reposts and all of that malarkey this week is a long-awaited one um I'm speaking to Joe Miller from Celesta Sounds uh so Joe is pretty important in the formative era of Margate for, for myself and Mrs. Peace like one of the first times we came to Margate we 
uh, got, a, got a ticket for one of her sound baths. Um, I think at that point we, I don't know if we'd heard of what they were or we were just taking a punt and uh, guessing uh, as to what a sound bath could be. But it sounded very interesting and as sound lovers, enthusiasts, engagers of, um, yeah, we, we got a ticket and uh, it was it was it's like one of the most memorable experiences we have of that time it was it was such a nice such an interesting weird but incredibly cool experience because as i say in the chat like i i i sort of relate a bit to um i've tried this like yoga nidra thing which is uh it's it's sort of like i think of it as, as close as you can get to sleep without sleeping so like you sort of switch off parts of your body like it sounds freaky but like um you kind of like mentally go through your body from i think it's like from bottom to top so from your toes up to your head by the time you get to your head then you're kind of under and you you sort of turn that bit off turn that bit off make your way up and then it's just very focused intention and awareness and in doing it yeah you, you like i've never made it to the end of one while fully awake uh, it's incredible and I got this from the sound bath so it starts off with Joe sort of um, introducing you sort of like she says it in the in the chat like sort of dropping you into your body which uh, it, if you haven't done it it's quite an abstract concept I suppose but um, it just means it, it's just that sort of real I suppose just sort of like where you are in that current time and gradually that sort of leads you into the the bowl part and so in this as well, we get into the, the bowls. So she's got these singing bowls, um, which are these beautiful, like real big, you could say like cake mixing bowls, but obviously a lot prettier and uh, the sound is infinitely prettier too. Um, they're, uh, you know, she, she goes into why they're so special. Like they're, they're made from really pure materials, like imported from a uh, faraway country. <laughs> At this point, I can't quite remember where she said, but uh, it's yeah, far off where they where they know what they're doing. So, so she sort of creates these. It's like a almost like a very actually very much like DJing. Like so, she's like rotating these wands around the bowls, making these the, the luscious harmonics. Um, I think uh, what I'm going to try and do actually is like we recorded a separate bowl session in her house, so I'm going to try and lay that under this. So hopefully, at this point, you're going to have this like gorgeous bowl music going on underneath it which will give you an idea of what's what and hopefully that will mix in with the uh the sound of the sea which is happening to my immediate right and um hopefully you'll stay awake to the end of this intro enough to hear us actually chatting so the bowls come in and then as i say you know you get to this real like super relaxed state and uh then she sort of reaches in and grabs you back out and yeah it's it's just a gorgeous experience i really encourage you to give it a try uh, if you're in margate or not um worth making a trip for sure uh you will certainly make a new friend afterwards because joe is one of the warmest kindest just real positive people i've i think i've met and and she's got a lot of time for people as you'll totally tell so yeah, do, do make an effort to get to them. Um, I'll tell you now that you can get your sound bath place uh, reservation on our website, which is salastasounds.com. You can find that on the 
episode description I will have put that on there uh, otherwise you can hit, hit her up on Instagram which is uh, at Celasta Sounds that is on Instagram or just give it a search um, you, you know what you're doing you, you can do all this stuff I don't have to tell you all of it is worthwhile she's got this uh, there's a, a New Year's Eve retreat coming up as well which runs from the 30th of December to the 2nd of January which is uh, like the epitome of all of this stuff that we talk about It's it's got it all it's a, it's a proper getaway if you don't want to do all the sort of Larry party stuff um, not you know you don't always want to do that you don't always want to set a meeting point where you're going to get drunk at and and then just wake up feeling horrible uh, maybe, maybe you want to make the most of this New Year's Eve New Year's Day start the new year right you know yeah why not give it a look I think she's got pretty limited places left so get on that it is on the website it is in Canterbury which is a lovely place anyway so yeah you could uh, you could have a real nice little uh, Celeste Sounds bubble at the end of the year and start of next year 2020 so the rest of the chat I mean it's you know we get into some real interesting stuff like all, all things to do with sound the, the science the real life part um, experience of sound in the body how it how it helps you've got your origin story in there um, like where she started key points in her life that led to tangents and you know different different paths um it's yeah real real interesting stuff and if you know joe then maybe you'll know some of this uh surely not all of it so um yeah whatever angle you're coming at this from friend of joe's or new to the world of Celeste sounds there's going to be something in it for you if you're just interested in sound in general this is going to be a good one for you i yeah i hope you get a kick out of this one I've set the scene enough. I think we should just get into the chat, eh? So, without further ado, uh, this is super nice chat with uh, the wonderful Joe Miller of Celesta Sounds. Hello, Joe. Hello. <laughs> Recording live from the Celesta Sounds laboratories in deepest Margate, and yeah, we want to talk about all things Celesta Sounds, sound therapy. And so on. So, Joe Miller, I want to ask you what Celeste Sounds is in the form of a stop and chat pitch. So, some people do like an elevator pitch where you have to sum up what you do in as much time as it takes to get to your floor in an elevator. But one thing I've never been great at is... um, like if you meet someone in the street you haven't seen for a while and they're like, oh, what have you been up to? And I'm like, oh, uh, nothing really. So I'm trying to get better at that. And maybe in doing this, this will help me to get better as well. So imagine that we just bumped into each other in the street. Hey, Joe, what have you been up to? And then you give me the stop and chat pitch of okay. Celeste Sounds. Okay. Go. Go. Well, I feel ever so nervous all of a sudden. Oh, you have um, nothing to be nervous. So I do a thing called Celeste Sounds. It's interesting, actually, because I was only thinking the other day, how do I sum up now the offer and the service and what I help people with? Because it it started with sound therapy and it's moved on. And actually what I would say is I'm here to help people tune in. Tune into themselves or... Yeah, so tune into themselves, their greater self, their environment. And, yeah, I do that with a, a few different modalities so it started with sound and I use different um, instruments I've got an amazing little harp I've got 
some beautiful um, crystal bowls, which you've experienced. Yes, I want to talk all about those yeah. those bowls eventually. Yeah, yeah we'll we can get have to a little them. play as well. Oh yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, amazing. And voice, and and encourage other people to use voice in sound therapy as well as using it for overtones um, within different sessions. Using my own for overtones, but I think as the practice developed, what I realised was actually. It isn't necessarily about making sounds, but it's about what that drops us into. Right. And, and I think that drops us into a really beautiful state of listening. Okay. So then I developed a deep listening practice based on composers and other people that have gone before me and synthesized all their work and developed a deep listening practice. And deep listening, I think we've actually lost the art of listening. Right. And listening um, to the world around us, to the intelligent the information that's carried in our voice and our resonance as we talk to one another, yeah, yeah, is, is beautiful. And, we, and we've, I think, we've lost that. I think we really have. When, when, that, do you, when do you think we lost it? Do you think it's just been gradual chipping away? I think it's, it's a gradual chipping away. I yeah. think we've had exponential chips into that, if you like, of late. I th- I read something, I think it was last year, so the data may have changed a little bit, but it will still be significant mm. in that in the last two years, we have produced 90% of all the data that's ever been produced. Oof. So just let that land. You know, yeah. in the last two years, we have produced 90% of the data that yeah. exists in its totality. Oh my God. And think of how, how long... And we're trying Humans to consume that at such a rate. Yeah, you know, we're yeah, trying yeah. to consume that at such a rate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that puts us into a different mode of thinking. It actually puts us into thinking as opposed to sensing. And to tr- truly listen, we are sensing. And to truly sense mm-hmm. builds compassion. Yeah, right, right. And so right. we've cut off compassion for ourselves. And if we cut off for compassion with ourselves, then we cut off with compassion for the environment. So part of why I think it's a privilege doing this work, actually helping people tune in through sound and some of the other stuff that I'll talk about in a minute is tending to the landscape that is our internal being. And once Mm. you tend to the landscape that's in our internal being, because we are earth, because we are earth and nature, we therefore have a better chance of writing some of the stuff, the, 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 the bigger self, i.e. earth that's going wrong at, wrong at the minute. Yeah. And it, I mean, one of the cool things about podcasts as well is that it's like, it, I mean, as long as people have time to listen to them, it's like, it is that long form conversation and it's quite a focused uh-huh. way of listening. And it's, yeah, usually you probably, you know, you listen to them with earphones or headphones on. So that's like your own world and you're, you know, not necessarily socially interacting with people, but you're taking in that, all those vocal tones and the mm. sort of intonation and things like that so Mm. yeah i guess there's there are a lot of distractions that would sort of send you into that thinky world rather than listening Mm. and thinking is quite Mm. it's very solitary can be a very solitary world Mm. because it's all happening inside your head Mm. so you're not even expressing it like Mm. verbally so yeah yeah very true all your listening is happening to yourself yeah i suppose yeah it's a really good point actually because listening it listening is an activity yeah. Um, and that activity, you, you know, has connotations that it, it is in relation to others. And we are, you know, that's how we live fully mm. by being in relation to others. And listening is a real key to that. Yeah. 
So, so sound does that and sound, sound calibrate sound is a really amazing tool for that. It's, it can be quite passive. So the sound baths that you've come to, they're a passive experience and they're a kind of real reset. I also offer sound therapy, which works a little bit more with listening to the tones, listening to the tones in movement in the body. And actually, so once I started to go down this track, I was like, well, okay, so we're listening and some of the biggest clues are actually in activity and listening to what's happening within our body and and running concurrent with that I was on my own personal journey of really coming back to the body which has been a long old journey but has really sort of significantly accelerated over the last 10 years and that got me into forms of somatic therapy which are working mm. with the body and somatic is that's to do with the the body isn't it yeah soma is... yeah exactly that okay. so yeah soma greek word for the body right i only know um, that because you told me a little while uh, ago so i'm not well remembered oh thank you i had to look over my notes <laughs> well remembered i can't remember names <laughs> i can't remember names occasionally i might have to look and go what's that thing that oh, you're no, talking no. about oh yeah there's a word for that, yeah, a word yeah. for that. no google though like, i'm not i'm not cheating <laughs> All from my mind. No, you yeah. did, you did it. Um, so yeah, soma the word for uh, Greek Greek word for the body. Yeah, right. and it's about bringing awareness um, back to the body. And then more recently, I've started to um, as my own again as my own sort of personal journey went from having awareness and and living in the body more. It was then moved to living as the body and living as life as the body. Um, and I, you know, I, I regularly practice things like five rhythms, dancing, yeah. yoga, obviously, and and do that in a mindful way. So in somatic work is awareness of the body. Right, right. Um, and the embodiment work is awareness of the body and then the patterns of behavior um, and the patterns that we are in relation to others. Yeah. And then how that, beautifully brings up choice because once you once you're aware of it and you once you're aware of your your actual body and you you understand the terrain through the somatic work you can then understand it a bit further and how that operates as I say in relation to others and then you know hey presto you got choice and right. choice brings freedom you know once you kind of go yeah i'm doing that wow you know i do yeah. that all the time okay i can so you mean like choice that. choice of of movement or like thought or like Cho- well 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 both it's the mind body response yeah, yeah yeah um so for example i'm kind of really working on being a bit more yang so you know the yin, yin and the yang uh hypotheses well uh, i think being in uh, quite a nurturing and I've always been a nurturer uh-huh. I've always been a nurturer so so I've seen me, it with your with your cats Ginger and Zachariah yeah. <laughs> you're a very good proud mother yeah, it's it's good. very impressive <laughs> the way you've raised those cats I love it yeah well you know they're, they're, they're out on the streets these days but they're doing all right <laughs> yeah yeah they're holding, holding it down too much trouble <laughs> um so yeah, you're so you're a you're a nurturer, yeah. And is that and in relation to yin and yang? So is that more yin or is that more that's yang? more yin? Yeah, okay. so that's more yin. So so yin is yin is more you, um, yang is more I. So and yang is more expressive, and yin is softer kind of qualities. So okay. so through working with embodiment, I realise that some 
yin, more outward, expressive movements felt a bit jarring. Yeah. Um, they felt unfamiliar, but I had a bit of a longing for them as well. So it was a bit, and 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 that balance is needed, I think, to, to yeah. for us to embody our whole being and to 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 live fully. So that's just yeah, kind of one yeah. example. Wow. So so you have on your website, you've got deep listening, vocalizing, embodiment, uh, oh, and sound baths. Yeah. All of these in a in a session. Say, is it something like? Can you combine all of them at once or are they very unique disciplines that kind of need their own boundaries in order to be truly effective? So it's a really interesting question, actually. Um, I would say that the start point is the now and sound helps us drop into the now because it's mm-hmm. a it's a now thing. Um, and and yeah. so by, by, by doing that and by by being centred, you can you generally get a sense for what is needed at any one time. Yeah, yeah. So to that, if something is needed in a sound session, so for example, if I'm doing a private sound bath for somebody and I think, uh, or sense, because it's a now, if I sense that somebody maybe benefit from a little bit of centering, um, you know, mm-hmm. if they're coming and I can sense that they're quite jangly mm. and I can, you know, we, we can all sense that, you know, mm. you, you will have been with somebody and thought, Oh, you know, you can sense they're a bit nervous and yeah. they might not even say they're nervous, but you know, they're nervous. Or... Well, also because like, it's, it's almost like a mirror feeling. It's like, I, I know that feeling. So it's like, exactly. like when you're watching a really good performance in a film or something, it's like, Oh God, I can completely relate. Cause I feel, I have felt that in, in my life or day to day. So yeah, yeah. Exactly you, you can, that. You tell, yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. So, so it doesn't need words, and it's, but I might um, sense that and I might bring in a tiny bit of something from a focalizing session to just to center them um, before the sounds start. Um, but, but ordinarily, so there might be those little gray areas of the side mm-hmm. where, where, one one modality can inform the other and bring in a little little bit mm. but ordinarily they would run as separate sessions and actually yeah. there are I, I think they all work pretty neatly actually as a really good way of um the kind of rest and restore that one would get from sound rest restore mm. getting out of you know the, the the sort of sympathetic nervous system state of being on edge bringing back into um a, a calmer state in a passive way yeah the um focalizing work which is a somatic therapy that's a little bit more active but it just looks like a guided meditation it's really beautiful subtle work yeah yeah i want to i want to get back to that for yeah, sure because that, yeah. that involves quite a lot of your recent sort of your last couple of months yeah. like you've been training yeah, in it. um months, yeah. but um i guess I know what a sound bath is because I've experienced one and I've read up about them and it's not something that was in my past or anything. I mean, I've only found out about them like in the last year or two, but can you, again, the stop and chat pitch, like <laughs> how would you sum up a sound bath to, to, uh, you know, how, how would you kind of explain that in very basic terms? A sound bath is an experience where sound entrains the body and so soothing sounds entrain the body to come back to uh, a more homeostasis state Mm -hmm. so that means that 
um, you can come in a little bit stressed. You usually end up feeling quite calm, yeah. quite blissful. There's lots of other physiological things that go on as well in terms of bringing the parasympathetic nervous system, which controls a sort of rest and restore, brings down blood pressure. Usually people, what you what is usually reported from, say, a group sound bath is that um, you go home, sleep very well, mm. um, and that can last for nights afterwards because it is that real rest and restore you know the kind yeah. of body's coming out of this sort of i need to do something i need to like answer an yeah. email i need to go and fight a wildebeest or whatever it's, <laughs> it's doing yeah uh and um i feel a bit blissful yeah yeah i think i felt a bit guilty after it because i felt like oh like i'm not used to feeling this this great just in a natural sort of way it's like a mm. like i feel like i haven't earned this or something <laughs> like I, I don't know if it's come over the past sort of few decades, really. I, I mean, that's, that's as long as I've been alive, I suppose. But like um, a feeling of you have to have earned that feeling of treating yourself. Mm. And if something just feels naturally good, it's a bit of an indulgence. So I suppose if you sort of attach the kind of like, no, I'm doing this because it's uh, it's been proven to like aid your mental health, then you're doing it for almost a medical reason mm. rather than just because it feels great. Because mm. you know, who who these days has the luxury of time to do something for themselves that just mm. feels good? Like, mm. it's, 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 there's, I feel like there's a bit of guilt attached, mm. like, especially of like, yeah, if you're working full time or if you're you know, you know, just self-employed, then it's like finding those little treat times yeah. is sort of, you're always on the clock, so yeah, it's hard to it's hard to find it like that sort of presentness and thoughtful stillness, I suppose. Mm. But to do with sound too, which you know, my sound you listen to might just be like beats and music, mm. or or just relentless chat like a podcast <laughs> like this one. But yeah, it's one of the most pleasant experiences I've had. Is it's like is it similar to is it yoga nidra? You sort of enter like almost like the last stage before you you're fully asleep. Yeah, sort of so like the, the brainwaves kind the, of yeah. response, I suppose. Yeah, your brainwaves, your brainwaves slow down. And I often start with a guided meditation that also can be a bit like a, a likened to a yoga nidra, just to mm. help people arrive on the mat. Um, because I'm, I guess it's worthwhile saying, you know, kind of what physically happens is that one comes in and in a group sound bath that is and lays down. Yeah. Um, you know, on your back is the invitation, but you can kind of lay wherever you want, just get yourself cosy. I think it's like a brilliant little adult sleepover party and it's such yeah, a treat. Yeah, yeah. I get to like tuck people in and like, oh, you know, it's so it's nice. So, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's such a privilege. It really, yeah. really is. That's what I mean about the, um, the extravagant feeling. It's like, oh, 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 you're tucking me in. Oh, okay. <laughs> You are a nurturer, aren't you? Yeah, I really, I, I, I completely love it. And I, yeah. you know, it's not every single second of that is not lost on me. It's not lost on no, me at all. You, like you it's can tell, privilege. you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts with a bit of a yoga nidra and, 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 and I think I'm just, I'm often just really struck by the different varieties of way that people show up as well. So, so often if people have kind of been before because coming as a regular practice is really good because this entrains the body on a more longer term basis to, yeah. to relax a bit more readily yeah so it's not like um, it's not an alien experience it's like oh what so i literally i just lie down it's like when you yeah. go it's like okay i'm gonna lie down i'm gonna go through yeah. this experience and, and the body remembers you know the body remembers yeah. then and takes that through into the week and um often people will uh, if you've ever been before, you know, a bit more in the sort of surrender mode of, oh, let me get, let me get mm. on the mat. Um, but they've still brought stuff with them. 
You know, yeah. they're there with with stuff from the day and maybe an expectation. And people who maybe have been for the first time, you know, the, the, the head, you know, will be running and kind of, what am I going to, you know, do, do I have to do, you know, is there a certain way I have to lay or, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I always hear like people say, oh, I'm not very good at meditation, you know, yeah. so there's no... There's, what is what is good? What is good? There is no there is no right one. But but you know yeah. that that's okay. That thought process that you know everything is welcomed. Um, but it's, it's that kind of it hints at that beginner's mind thing that uh, I understand you're sort of supposed to come to meditation with. It's sort of like instead of saying like oh I'm I'm great I'm a really good meditator. It's like I feel it's a bit more of a vulnerable mm. and like you're you're a bit more like ready to learn or ready to be sort of. Mm guided if you come at it saying like oh, i'm not that good it's like but if you show me how then maybe i'll get better it sort of it implies that like that's the unsaid bit at the end of that mm. sentence sort of thing so mm. yeah it's weird anyone who meditates when I mean, i've never heard anyone saying like oh i'm, I'm amazing at meditating like, I've, I've got it down like because it you can't <laughs> affect yeah, it probably don't believe it <laughs> yeah 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 i'd like to see, i'd like to see it but yeah. and also somebody's amazing at it you probably wouldn't say that like that kind of sentence wouldn't come out of your mouth. So I think, and I think it's interesting as I say, don't don't believe them because I don't think there is a. I think a lot of the stuff that's richer, that's worthwhile doing about in life, has no point really. <laughs> you know, mm. we can we can try and retrofit points because that's what the brain wants to do. The brain yeah, wants you want to a say. Yeah, well, you know, this is why we do it because you know it controls the vagus nerve, and then this does that, and, and all of that is true. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong, but we kind of retrofitted into a kind of thinking explanation of something that almost has no words because it's mm. just a sense. Yeah, it's you just know, it a sense like, of yeah, like yeah. ah, ah, ah. Those few little moments that you get that are quite blissful sometimes yeah. in a chattering sitting um, space, and some people manage to kind of tune into that for a little bit longer. But you know, we we turn up to you know each given moment in a very different state yeah so sometimes there is no point there is just ah yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's yeah i mean that's that's good enough though yeah isn't it? so yeah well i'm curious actually what spurred you into that if you if you have that kind of relationship with feeling oh is it a bit indulgent is a bit mm. treat what 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 made you first come to sound when you first um did? well i mean I've, I've been doing the um I think I was talking to Sorrel from Chamomile Clinic about it. So I've been doing like the headspace meditation, mm. which is like, I mean, in, with all due respect, it's almost like meditation for dummies kind of thing. Cause like I wouldn't have known how to approach it. I yeah. feel like it's quite an esoteric and perhaps a little barriered sort of world, but that's just what I, what I brought to it. It's like, I knew I, I knew it was good for you, but I didn't really have a way in, but this is like a, it's like headspace is sort of like a friendly way in. It's just like, all right, just, you know, just, you can think it like thinking's fine you can do whatever so i went through that like the beginners stages and then got used to the idea of meditating and like taking the time out of a day so like literally you're dedicating 10 20 mm. minutes to you and shutting your eyes finding a space and being sort of led through a thought process kind of thing and i think it was just the day-to-day familiarity doing that which made me think oh like sound baths that's like that's almost like an extended version of mm. meditating and uh, my, my world is sound like i'm obsessed and you know, love sound and i'm fascinated I by love that it about and, you by the way 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a bit from you already. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of what connects me to that world as well because it's um it's interesting because like I, I I make music so like a, as a music producer with my music for instance like it's mostly beat based so mm. you understand that like a certain kind of groove or a swing to a beat will make somebody's finger tap or the head nod or whatever and you are like especially with hip-hop like there's a funk to it like most of it uh especially like sampled soul and funk and things like that and you notice certain certain rhythms like they'll make people's body move or like tempos mm. it has a certain effect on your mood or whatever so it's interesting taking like an hour dedicated to having a sound made in a room and then ha- the effect that has on your own body sort of thing mm. so I mean, I I might just put on like a rap album or like a a soul album to feel a certain way, but to have have a continued prolonged tone, Mm. like that can be as satisfying as like a, Mm. you know, an old like James Brown record Mm. or something. And like you can, you can get like a real satisfaction from a a prolonged tone and then the way that mixes and blends into the next Mm. tone. And it's like, ah, this, you know, like you were saying, it's like, Mm. this just feels instinctively right. Mm. And yeah. And I I think it's, it's that, I mean, extremely long way of explaining how i came to it but it's good yeah like i, I again i didn't know what a sound bath was before that and now i do and it's yeah it's, mm. i think it's it's truly fascinating and the way the way it mixes with these other disciplines i like the sort of the focalizing element the embodiment it it feel like it's under the yoga meditation umbrella and mm. or the you know the extended universe kind of thing mm. um what got you into it what what was the, the the ground between not not being sort of a sound therapist healer and being one? Is it a really is it a long journey or is it a sort of split second decision? Or so I've always been really sensitive to sound, and uh, I've always been sensitive. So, so sound carries a lot of information around you know whether you're safe you know because and, and and we you know all this is pretty primal stuff so where you know if someone's voice goes really quick and really yeah. high, it's like oh is there, is there a danger is there you know what yeah. and and so I've always been really sensitive to sound as a, as a kid like really super sensitive and that was a thing and I was really aware of it but you know no more than that did you pick up on it from your parents like the way they spoke to you yeah I mean um you know, God, I, I absolutely adore my parents and I have a really wonderful relationship with them. But there was a lot of grief when I was growing up in the house and there right. wasn't a very happy household and there was a lot of, there was, there was a lot of trauma and grief, basically. Mm. And um, and a lot of that was carried th- through sound. And, I, and looking knowing what I know now, yeah, I look yeah. back and I know that's why I was really sensitive to certain sounds. Right. And, and we all are, actually. You know, we, we all are. It's just different paths, I guess. And I always loved singing and performing and, you know, stuff like that. So that was as quite a shy kid singing, actually. Um, I, was, I went to a school that was run by nuns right. and I was really incredibly shy. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a story that one day my mum was walking past the school gates and saw me playing with my own shadow next to the dinner ladies because <laughs> I literally had no mates. <laughs> And she went in That's and really said, sweet. Yeah, I don't know. well, you know, I think there's something wrong with my daughter because she's, you know, she's playing with her own shadow oh, next no. to the dinner ladies, even they weren't talking to her. <laughs> and the nuns said, well, actually, we were going to 
contact you because we, you know, we've realised she is quite, she's quite shy. You know, we were thinking about putting her into drama and getting her to sing and things. And, mm. and actually that really helped me open up. Did you feel like it was a natural thing waiting to come out or did you have to, was it a struggle to get into that world? Like to, to sort of find that drama element and... I think I loved it. Yeah. I think I loved it. You know, I didn't sort of, hey, cat. <laughs> I think um, it's that sort of going back to that uh, yin and yang, actually that some of that yang wasn't been expressed. So mm. they're, they're, they're probably, I mean, I don't know, I'm retrofitting a little bit of this, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing that there was probably, you know, a, a real easy opening because I, d- I definitely don't remember any struggle. I loved it. I rem- yeah. I remember loving it basically and you know I was always trying to entertain people then yeah, so yeah, so singing had always kind of been in my life in that way but you know definitely not huge oh well definitely not huge in my sort of 20s and early 30s um yeah. I went down a quite a corporate route um it's quite people pleaser actually in that mm-hmm. corporate role you know really wanted to kind of you know get the whatever it was that I was told that I was this promised land you know that we, yeah, a lot of yeah. us go down so what if if i may like what what line of work were you in in the uh, corporate world uh god i mean i worked for different different companies in sort of like sales and marketing director type roles i worked okay. for like you know vast array in my youth like national farmers union to banks and then the latter part uh, actually i specialized in food and drink Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, and yeah, I was actually a beer sommelier, which is like completely different to what I do now. But oh. I've, I've always really enjoyed the senses. So, yeah, so that's just a different sensory yeah. kind of experience. No, it, it kind of, there's there's something of a through line there. Like yeah. it's, it's not completely like you went from computer programming to farming or something. But I mean, I, I don't know, you could probably find a through line in that. Yeah, you probably could. And I think, you yeah. know, it's that, I think it's that diverse kind of, richness and that journey of um in some ways not belonging or feeling that um I was aligned to stuff the world myself mm. um that actually gives me a, a a really good empathy with a lot of people that then come and see me that they're in similar situations that might be stuck for whatever reason or don't yeah, feel aligned yeah. to what they're doing so so I think that breadth of experience actually is really good but the I think some of the key points um, for me, my friend, my, my best friend um, called Tony, she works, she did, she does some like magical stuff with blood and analyzing people's blood. And she's, mm. she um, supports people's health through that. And once you get into that, you start to understand the base principle that, you know, where we're all vibratory beings and everything is moving and everything has a, an, an energy and a mm. frequency to it right, right. and that then took her to sound so cognitively i kind of exp- you know understood it and experienced the power of sound and the healing capacity through through her and how, how um, did how did she um how did she convey it like what what was what was her route into it like was, was it to do with blood and like vibration yeah it was to the resonance of what's happening with blood and how the resonance within Uh, the blood can affect the body's state so then she started getting into tuning forks and i'd experienced it through her and one thing and another and she said oh i'm gonna get some of these bowls why don't you and at the at the time i don't know if i'd just i don't know if i'd already shut it down or whether i was in the process of 
shutting it down because I decided that I had a little marketing agency and I was like it's just I just can't do it it's just just mm. it's, I'm so not aligned to it yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's hurting it's yeah. hurting and she was like why why don't you I think this would just really support where you're at at the minute you know yeah. and, and I knew cognitively of the sound I was like you know what that'd be really good that'll just really help me through this period it's cool that she she picked up on that with you as well like so she she saw something in you that had there was a space for that yeah and, she's and an absolute diamond of a girl she yeah, really yeah. is sounds really like yeah. intuitive yeah she cool. is actually it's a really good word for her <laughs> so I was like yeah I think that really that and then she sent me a video of the woman that was uh running the, the course alongside um uh the, the, this other guy who comes up from overseas the course on um the, the bowls was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I've done quite a few on sound but the but the original one was was with um this woman called Carly Grace, who again is an absolutely beautiful soul. And I watched a video of her and she was um, overtoning, so creating sounds to harmonize with the sounds of the bowls. You, was it like a sound as well as the bowl sound, or you mean this, the overtones were coming from the bowls? Like, no, from her voice. She was using ah, voice to overtone with the bowls. Ah, so the okay, bowls were right. overtoning, and she, so there was this like beautiful kind of. Um, thing and 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 I saw it and I was and it took me in an instant back to and I don't I I've only recently started talking about this actually because I, I was like oh it's you know it's a it's a story and don't want to get trapped in the story but actually I think <laughs> it holds a lot of truth about sometimes just uh, having a sense of knowingness mm. and I and I just had this sense of knowingness watching that and it, it took me back to a time when my grandma was in hospital. So my grandma and granddad, I was really extremely close to. Mm. Um, and my grandma was in hospital and she was, you know, she, it was clear. She'd been in and out of hospital for a bit, but it was clear that this, this was her time. She was leaving us. What age, what age were you then? This wasn't that long ago, actually. It was, um, I mean, maybe eight years ago, I oh, would okay. say. So, maybe yeah. eight or 10 years ago. Right, so right, I was right. in my um, 30s. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yes, I, was, and, uh, I, I wondered if it was like when, when you were like, no, uh, what, when you were a kid or like. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was, it was fairly recent. And years, um, yeah. so, so we, mum and I were by her side, and we were knackered. You know, this was like day, day three, and 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 grandma had, were also been brought up in a Catholic family, but she was non-practicing. She carried quite a lot of shame. Mm. Um, God love her. She it was really painful for her dying. Actually, it was really painful because you know. The, uh, you don't need to be Catholic to understand what Catholic guilt is because it's in the resonance of any Western country. You know, there's okay, guilt. Yeah. I think that's the origin of a lot of guilt and so, shame. So that so religion, into the foundation. It, it yeah. is. Right. So, so I'm sure you know you can kind of resonate some to some level with that. But for her, it, it cut quite deep. Mm. And um, yeah, it was really painful to watch. She, uh, as it sort of drew into her very final moments, she was like crying and like didn't want to go and saying that she was scared and she yeah. was scared and it was painful. No, that's rough because I mean, obviously there's no perfect dismount in, in life. Like everyone sort of is probably like, yeah, you know, I'd like to just pass away quietly in my sleep, but a to be next to a loved one who's mm. going through that, but then B to sort of, to see them not almost like not coming to terms with it and like mm. having a real problem with it. It's like mm. that, that's, like double the, mm. the heaviness. That's, it was, yeah, it was difficult. Yeah. It's right. Actually, the air was pretty thick mm. and, um, 
and I, and I don't know where it come from. It wasn't, it, it wasn't, there was no direction to it. It wasn't a thought. It wasn't something that was certainly planned. I don't even know where it come from, but a song, like a kind of chant mm. started coming from my mouth and, um, it calmed her. Mm. It calmed her. And, and we had, and I just kept repeating. There was just this, yeah, the, it was, the air was thick, the air lightened. Um, mm. she, um, you know, her respiratory system calmed down all the kind of signals that you would understand sensing that somebody's calmed down and she stopped verbalizing how scared she was. And we had these like peaceful kind of last couple of probably maybe, I don't even know because time kind of stopped and all that sort of stuff. It's just a a period of time. It's just a thing. um, But yeah, we, we, we had that. So when I saw Carly use her voice, it just kind of took me back to that point. And I was like, ah, okay. This is, I get it more than cognitively now. Like I have this really deep, understanding of sound and I have this really deep understanding of how sound can be um soothing and 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 you know and 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 healing certainly on on an emotional level it's completely experiential too and it's like that's that's like one of the deepest levels you can experience it at this is like the you know the the passing of a loved one Mm. and somebody who you're really close to is like to see sound, to sort of see the effects of sound in that situation and like this of, you know, the positive effects mm. of it. Like that's, yeah, that's massive. Mm. That that must be with you all the time, like mm. in the background. Like, yeah, it was significant. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely a significant moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and also I think it, the significance there is sometimes you don't need to... So, so when I, so, so yes, cause you don't, sometimes you don't need to know what you're doing basically on a cognitive level. Sometimes you mm. just need to, just need to know that what you're doing, not even feels, but senses, not even right or wrong, but sensing that it is, mm. you know? So I got a bowl and then, you know, they're a bit addictive. Then I got, <laughs> got some more. And um, and I had a personal practice for a while because I had this period kind of off, um, you know, in the period of sort of like shutting down the company and having this this space. And they were they were really great for me. They really dropped me into the now, and they kept mm. kind of, you know, dropping me. And I and I, and I had a personal practice, and I shared it, you know, with, with people if they asked. And then I went to do a charity thing with Amy. This so I think is Amy. Amy from Union, yeah. Amy from Union. Yeah, we went to do a charity event um, over, I think it was Whitstable Way. Um, oh, yeah. And and she was like, what do you do? And I was like, I told her, she was like, oh, right, yeah, I've heard of it, but I've not experienced it. So she was in the room next door running some charity yoga and I was running one-to-one sessions with, with, with people. Mm. And she came through sort of like at the end and was like, Oh, hmm. play those! I heard that next door. I thought it was like some amazing yoga. You know, oh, right. Would you come and do that at like my studio? And I was like, well, I kind of been thinking that maybe I would start sharing a bit more with people. So yeah, I would. Yeah. I would love to. And she was just about to open the studio at the point. So yeah, so that's when I started moving it out of being a personal practice into sharing with others. And I and and all the stuff that I've done actually has been a personal practice and a personal journey. And I think that's the congruence and that's the bit that helps me offer in a, in a way yeah, um, yeah. that, that, that feels 
like it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, so you, you do one-on-one sessions as well as group sessions. Yeah. Do you like to see the effects on a lot of people at once or do you get a lot from that intimate intimacy of like one-on-one, like a soundbar, for instance? Or maybe like does, does the effect of having a lot of people in the same place, does it sort of, I can imagine it like exponentially sort of like increasing the, I don't know, the energy in the air or mm. something like that, or like mm. people vibrating off each other. You know? mm. Everyone else from a group sound bath goes home. It's interesting that you said that about the energy. Everyone else from a group sound bath goes home, you know, sleep very well. Mm. The, you know, and I have emails the next day going, oh my God, that's like, I have problems sleeping. That is the best sleep I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually usually kind of have to get grounded because there there's just something about facilitating with a lot of people where um where it is a different experience but mm. um but that's the only I don't know I, I mean I used to actually I'll start with this because this has been a massive massive turning point is that you can't control anyone else's experience you know that that is just that you're there you're there as uh, facilitating happen. it really yeah, you know yeah. you can't control anyone else's experience at all so I go in with no expectations and and Sometimes I don't know if you've been in one of these, buddy, but I'll often start a session with asking people to notice what expectations they've got, right, and right. and letting them letting them drop, um, and you know just you know, sometimes giving the permission because the, the expectations kind of again they they put our nervous system on edge because where we've got focused attention rather than a global attention. And the focused attention is like I'm expecting something, I want something to be a transaction, and it's very narrow bandwidth of being mm, whereas yeah, actually so. if you drop those expectations you know you're more open you know you can kind of experience it so so it's, so that's been my my kind of response is also you know i have a everyone's different and i kind of drop into a space of being open yeah. to allow what needs to be you know the, i think the one thing that i would say is the one-to-one work because there is that biofeedback in the moment you know you're sensing very precisely what what is happening just to one individual i guess that can be in some ways more enriching but then you know the, the there is a, a beauty about being able to bring people together and share that experience together so they mm. they do all have their different qualities yeah and it's almost it's like being in a very very personal like music gig as well I, I mean, I suppose there's similar things happening where, like, if you, everyone's in a in one place experiencing live music, where mm. it's happening at that moment in real time, the sound waves are passing through everyone in the same room. But uh, I guess you you sort of mix that sensation up with the fact that you're watching a band perform in front of you, whereas with this, it's like a sort of you're allotting that time to have an experience. Mm. So it's like you're not coming to watch Joe Miller, Celeste Sounds perform, but you're going because you want to experience something yeah it's like, yeah but you you kind of you do look like a rock drummer like in some of your photos it's like the the image doesn't match up to the sound it's like you <laughs> see like you're sort of in front of the bowls and it's like you're you're like hammering them or something but it's very smooth and <laughs> That's still good feedback, yeah. yeah it's cool i like it i like it um all right so so that sound baths and the and the bowls I just got a couple more questions about the bowls because, like, th- this is how I was introduced to you as like the, the sound bath world. So, yeah, I know you do far more than, than just this, but the bowls that you have—they're very specific and sort of—they're sp- very special and unique. Is it 
to do with the purity of them or the shape of them or the frequencies? What's so special about the how did you choose what you have, like your, your armory? So it's it's a good question. So so I use alchemy crystal bowls. Um and, and people use different things. I've got I recently got um a harp as well, which I absolutely adore. It's very different qualities, but I think you're drawn first to stuff on maybe a personal level. I'm not sure, but the the alchemy crystal bowls are different from the stuff that you can buy on eBay or or, or whatever. These are specially imported. Yeah. Um, where are they? Where are they from? Um, Carly Grace, the lady who was bring, who brought together the training for the there's a guy called um, Yantaro, um, who comes over from um, Singapore. I mean, his his whole life is dedicated to um, sound, uh. um, and he's the trainer. Um, yeah. And she facilitates um, bringing bowls in from the states, and then he comes over and does the training. So you you would need training to you you couldn't just take to this like oh, I've seen Joe do it it looks easy you, you actually you need some training in it yeah right? I mean yeah. and and I would say it's a it's a it's a really important thing actually I mean I went on three training courses and developed personal practice before sharing personal practice was about a year and that's that's. Yeah, that might be more than some, but I would say definitely, you know, see someone that has had some training. Yeah. Um, so there are lots of ways that you can bring in sound into your life. So if you want to buy a bowl for your personal use, um, you know, I really encourage that. You know, even the the more economical um, Tibetan bowls. Yeah, I'd like really encourage that. And there's lots of free ways to bring in sound into your life which mm. i like i'm a massive i'm just in the middle of writing a, a free ebook actually that i want to put on my website because okay. sound is available to you know sound is yeah. available to us at any moment yeah, to tune yeah, into yeah. and and i'm really passionate about that um so i want to give loads of stuff away like that um that's sort of like free ways that people can get into sound but i think if you are having especially if you're having one-to-one work but even if you're having group work it's really important to make people make sure that um, you know you're seeing someone who is who is trained. So yeah, so so went off track then a little bit. Didn't no, please, I? please tangent away. It's so they they're ninety nine point nine 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 percent pure um, quartz crystal, which is the base of it is quartz, but then they're infused with other crystals or or precious metals. So one of them has got a little bit of um, platinum in. Um, and mm-hmm. one of them has got a little bit of gold in. Um, but mm-hmm. some of the cheaper ones use like a little bit of lead. And it's that. So, so you know, when you come in here today and you were saying, oh, it's just a little bit too much echo, you know, and it's that yeah. sort of thing that people wouldn't necessarily consciously go, well, I had a bad experience listening to that podcast because there was just, did you hear that echo <laughs> at like 35 minutes in? Yeah. People would not necessarily say that, but there's a, it improves the overall quality. And there's yeah. there's so there's nothing wrong with the other ones, but it's that improvement of the improvement of the overall quality. So yeah, I just yeah, prefer yeah. these because they're, they're you know, any, any sound um worker will tell you they're the best, the yeah. best you can get and i yeah. you know it's such a privilege what, what you know why why not and then once you sort of work with those it's then difficult to kind of work yeah, with others yeah. yeah um and i chose it's interesting so after that experience seeing carly and um, my friend put me on to tony as i emailed her and i was like, i think i want to get myself a bowl da, da, da. 
and um, they only come over in sort of small amounts at a time, just a couple of times a year. So they come yeah. over and there'll be like, you know, 30 or 40 that come over. And we had a Skype session and there was one that was called, that's called a grandma bowl. And I was like, oh, the grandmother bowl, that'd be wow. it. You know, you know, my head sort of built it into a bit of a story and I was like, it's definitely <laughs> going to be it. So I was like, put that one aside, you know, maybe put a couple of us aside, aside. And then when I was going into town, then into London to, to meet her, I tried the grandmother bowl, but you know what? It just didn't, just didn't want to play. And sometimes there yeah. is just this thing that, uh, you is, is, with it. Is, yeah it's hard to explain but yeah, yeah I just yeah, didn't yeah. want to play and then there was this other one sort of on the table I was like weirdly can I just try that one I know it's not one of the ones that we said and it just sang yeah um, and it was really good it's really good for overtoning on as well because it's, it's quite a deep um, octave and it's nice sometimes overtone off that but yeah right, that right. just sang and the word sat the word they're called singing bowls I think this is quite an interesting fact because like the mouth produced more overtones than any other instrument so every uh-huh. instrument's got the fundamental note which you'll know but then uh-huh. a series of overtones and the mouth produces more than any other instrument and singing bowls are the same they're at the same sort of level okay. so that's where the that's where the name comes from what would be the difference between a harp and a set of singing bowls is there a difference that you notice and in the resonance or mm. like in the effect or like gongs for instance because mm. i know like uh, yeah just dot dash dot dash yeah she she uses gongs so how do how do you perceive the differences in certain instruments there's some stuff that i can talk about that will kind of make sense about the different instruments you know that is drawn more on like research for example but you know sometimes that doesn't make sense to somebody because their experience might not live up to mm. what the expectation of the research is but i can tell you what i know and i can tell you what i can what i sort of see more often in in others mm. the first instrument actually to be used and sort of harnessed if you like for uh, sound healing um was a didgeridoo um, and that was about 40,000 years ago. And they used to use it to treat bones and muscle tear and oh. whatnot. And that has got a lower frequency, which is in line with the body's frequency and particularly that of um, bones, etc. Which, which actually the purr of a cat is also the same oh, resonance. Yeah. So that's why they are known to sort of have healing causes. It's interesting, actually. Yeah. I was poorly last year and the cats, it was on my tummy and the cats would just instinctively come and sit yeah. um, on my tummy. I mean, even Zach, who doesn't... Zach's always near me, as you can see. He always <laughs> likes to sort of know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but quite, it's, quite, it's not like... It's sort of like protective, but also like feels secure in your yeah, yeah, presence. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just here. I'm just yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to watch. <laughs> but if you move, I'm going to be watching where you move to. <laughs> yeah. um, but the didgeridoo, which is about 40,000 years ago, and that's, that's earthy, it's grounding... It's very of the cells. It's very of the kind of lower frequencies. Yeah, it has got an earthy quality. Whereas the harp, shall I do? Shall I do a little? Yeah, thing? do it. I hope it picks up. And welcome to Buddies Buddies. That's how I need to start it. That's <laughs> can, the intro. I, I can do something for oh, you if you want for an intro. Beautiful. Definitely will. That's it. But yeah, that's a little bit more airy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a bit yeah. lighter. It's a bit more airy. 
Um, and it's almost like what one, I guess, would perceive as sort of more more musical because it's like you'd hear a piano and mm, or like a guitar strumming. Yeah. I feel like it's more like yeah. the, the strings. We're more yeah. familiar perhaps yeah. with that rather than yeah. the sustain of a bowl. Perhaps. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's an, so sound at a sort of basic level, everything's got different qualities to it. You know, the sonic texture, the volume the pitch because the the gongs and the bowls are the most commonly used and I think I was drawn more to the bowls because of the I don't, I don't know at the time and, it, and the, this is only through through a lot of sensing mm. that the bowls the spatial quality of that is very round because of the nature that the sound is produced and then they go off in these round and round is very soft is warm it's nurturing like even like a, a sound wave i suppose like the the really low sound waves are mm. very sort of it's like a, a cursive w like a yeah up and down but like there's no angles it's just rounded up and down yeah. and up and down and like the lower frequencies are like whoa 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 yeah 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 and i guess it sort of synchronizes with the shape of it and it's yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah like visually and orally you can sort of see the the relation Com- comes to comes together doesn't it yeah, and that like, that yeah. roundness is yeah I, I guess it just sort of appeals to the nurturing element gongs are, have a different they can produce a lot of overtones they have a different spatial quality in that they kind of bounce off a lot um in different ways and they don't have that roundness and some people prefer that so i think it's as i once described it to to, to people the difference between the two like gongs can be like you know, you can just have this kind of like, oof, oof, like, yeah. you know, kind of like a shock wave of sound oof, yeah, like entering into the yeah. system. And, and if you want, um, if, it's a bit like a sonic massage. So that might be the equivalent of someone going, I really want someone to sort my back out, you know, yeah, and like, like crack it and, and yeah. you know, really like get involved and, and, yeah, and get yeah. in. And, and so gongs are really good for that. The, Bowls are a bit more nurturing, so that's like having a nicer, kind of softer, um, not nicer, but a softer experience and, you know, maybe a more sort of sensory yeah. one. And then the harp, I think, comes into more more sort of slight territory of music therapy because of the different notes, so the different notes and the different melodies literally strike a chord. Hmm. So it's really yeah, interesting what I've seen in that it will bring up more um, emotional stories for people, but in a right. really sensitive, delicate way. And it's like been, I have this thing that we, so it comes back to listening actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, 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 just this power of really listening to one another and how it can just shift people and, and our, collective consciousness and 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 there is something about the mirroring that goes on with that striking a chord emotionally with people with the harp that is a is is a bit like being witnessed or listened to Mm. and 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 it's like yeah okay yeah i know that yeah you know that too you know you know this is kind of like little harmony in there still sort of mirroring that's going on yeah right so yeah so that's so that's very different like that the the didgeridoos say they're very grounding um and and i would just encourage people to try again you know it's not my experience it's um i i can only convey what i 
know what I've learned and what I sensed, what, what, you know, what has been before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But everybody's experience is different. And I would say that's, that's really a wonderful thing about it. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Find, find the thing that works yeah. for you and, 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 and try it all as well. Cause it's mm, like, definitely you, the bowls might have a specific effect on you and then the heart might bring out other, other emotions and mm. stories and, it's cool. It's cool that you can sort of dip in and out of each one. Yeah, then, I think so. There's yeah. and there's definitely a time and a place for all of them. I did think about. I probably will get a gong at some point. I did think about getting a a didgeridoo first because I really dig feeling earthy. Yeah, yeah really, yeah. I really dig that. And um and and it's re- you know it's really great because there's this, there's a sort of circular breath that you need to do to to get good at it as well. Yeah. I may still get one at some point. Right, but, the, yeah. the one the one woman band with harp, bowls, didgeridoo. Yeah. Everything was strapped to your body and yeah, just going playing around. with your feet. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, so it looks like we're about halfway through the podcast at this point. So I'm going to just put a little pause in the middle here as occasionally we have to put some adverts in there and um i want to just sort of leave a nice little space for that to happen so here is that and we will return to the podcast directly after see you soon many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, so we've gone over sound baths and the intricacies and beauty therein. And I, I wanted to ask you a bit about uh, focalizing because the word kind of makes sense, but I know it goes deeper than what I imagine it is. I'm not even sure I know what I think it is. What Maybe do you think it is? There's lots of parts of the word that are familiar to me, but mm. together it's like mm. I have a sense of what it is, but I can't quite articulate it. I guess that'd be a good place to... To start then. To start. Mm. So how would you explain what focalising is in a way that I, I would understand it's a made-up name so but it will have sort of ring familiar bits which is which is maybe why 
you thought, oh, it's, it's familiar, etc. Mm. It is a form of uh, somatic therapy. So it's a healing modality based on the body. So it's, it's a somatic type of therapy. And the person that put it together is a guy called Michael Puccini, who's an amazing sounding um, guy. I, I actually didn't get to meet him, but you know, he's got a really rich history in um, humanist psychology, right. um, somatic experiencing. He was a master um, addictions counsellor. He was the first openly gay psychotherapist in New York. Okay, what, put, what era was like, what was his sort of peak era? It, I mean, it, you know, he was a sort of younger man in the profession in the 80s. So, so right. he saw a lot of his um, contemporaries um, die of AIDS. And, okay, yeah, um, yeah. You know, he... he, he you know, that, that impassioned him, I, I think, amongst many other things, too. Uh, he was one of the founders of um, Gay Pride in New York and did a lot for oh, the LGBT okay. community. So the man is, like, dripping in compassion. You know, I've yeah. I, I, he, he passed away, unfortunately, before I got to meet him ever or ever have the chance. But what, one of the reasons why I knew I wanted to study it was I watched a video of him and I could hear that in his voice there was just this deep, deep compassion. Mm beautiful and i and i'd been looking at work like this anyway and i was like right okay this is the work that i need to get involved with it was a beautiful moment yeah but yeah he um all, all that years of experience that he had as a therapist different types of therapy he's brought together um and he understood that for us to be not tuned in because it's a it's a healing modality that helps us tune into the body um and become aware of the body and tune into a more natural source of energy Right. And live more vibrantly. And he he found that there were three reasons stopping any being doing that at any one time. And those were conditioned thinking, sexual barriers, and unresolved trauma. Um, and, and it's often the latter um, that as um, focalizing facilitators, we end up dealing with. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, kind of like- uh, that's a sort of cause of a lot of blockages and sort of barriers in humans whether whether it's acknowledged trauma or even you know like hidden stuff that everyone's dealing with and and, and also like degrees of trauma like it can be something you know i guess you could say relatively mild or something very extreme so Mm. i guess it it, it can go undetected as well absolutely yeah absolutely and it it comes out sideways if it's not um kind of dealt with but and and, you know we we've you know that that that's nothing that's nothing new Mm. yeah i mean it's it's becoming more understood now i mean darwin actually did originally some research on it you know he observed a lot of the um effects of of of, of trauma but it's now uh become more understood and people like michael um people peter levine uh, a therapist that have done a lot to not just understand it, but also understand then how to treat it and how to how to release it, so that we can live beyond it. You know, it's right. it's freedom living beyond it, and that's that that that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, um, so I mean, there's even been a New York Times bestseller, "The Body Keeps a Score," and a lot of people have read that. Yeah, um, I think but, I, I saw that come up when I was doing some fairly light research because I wanted to find out from you. Mm. But yeah, that that book came up quite mm. a lot in what I was looking at yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, it, and it's a great one and yeah again I I'd, I I kind of came across it because working with sound I started to appreciate that and intuitively work with because of some of the work that I'd done personally on releasing blocked energies through awareness and and then 
some some choice of how to release through sound when vocalization in one-to-one therapy stuff yeah but i really wanted to underpin this with more than the sound trainings that i'd had and it just really felt right again you know i heard michael's voice it was one of those oh yeah. this isn't i've dropped into knowing that this is something i don't even know why i'm doing it yeah. there's no purpose it's just this is this is i'm doing this yeah, yeah, yeah. and more often that it is those three things but more often than not, the underpinning thing is, is trauma, as you quite rightly pointed out. It's 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 around and it's not acknowledged with mm. um, with a lot of us. And, and again, I think that's a really good point that you raise about different levels of of trauma as well. And it, and it is it's you know it, it might be a micro thing to to one person on yeah, the outside, yeah. but it's a macro thing to them. Yeah, absolutely. You it's know, all relative. It's all it? relative. Yeah, yeah. But we, we've all got histories of trauma. I I completely believe that to be true at different levels, different, you know, different experiences, but we, a lot of them come down to similar things and, mm. and physiologically it comes down to a, the the same thing, which is our fight, uh, flight or freeze yeah. um, response that happens in the brainstem and the brainstem controls the body and how it is in relation to others and, and the body and how it regulates itself. And we talk a lot about fight or flight. I think that's, that's kind of quite common in our, in our language. We yeah. know, oh, I've got some cortisol running. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Fight off, but you know, sort of fight or flight mode. It's, it's more in our knowledge. I think, I think we understand that a bit more. We understand the, and, and some people more consciously than others, you know, understand, oh, you know, I'm pumped up, I'm pumped up. You know, a lot of this is in our sort of language mm. and literally pumped up, you know, the blood starts running around yeah, in, yeah. in fight or flight. And this is, this is very primal, you know, we've got to run away from something or catch something or hunt something. So more blood gets pumped, pumped around the body, yeah. the muscles become ready. We breathe in more to help all that happen. So all of that, we are literally pumping up. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good sort of bit of common sort of slang around it, I guess. Um, but the freeze we don't necessarily talk about, and that is the bit where um, we go into lockdown. Um, and and on a bigger scale, we we share with all of the vertebrae that have a brainstem which controls um, our body. We share this response. So all of the vertebrae have it, and all of the vertebrae don't then take it to a neocortex kind of, oh, you know, what's, you know, and try and work stuff out. If they're in a fight or flight response, they've got a predator, say, for example, and it's too much, they can't get away. Yeah. They will go into lockdown, which is freeze. And the, the reason why they do it is that in the hope that they can get away. Um, it's or like, almost like playing dead. Playing, like, literally playing right, dead, okay. that's it. Yeah. And then when they go away, they all have different ways of dealing with what what is then a lot of energy running around the system, and and a lot of the time they'll shake it off, or that's the only response that they they have. They know, they know it, whereas yeah. we, we disassociate from it. And so it's still there, but it's just sort of like it's it's kind of just in the air of our being. It's, kind yeah, of it's it, it's trapped. It's un it's unresolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, trauma then can then affect how we are in relation to others so a lot of the time if you're locked in a bit of trauma there's a bit of that brainstem which controls how we are in relation to others so um there's a a vvd which i can't remember what it stands for it's a particular um, nerve within that let me try and remember the name 
it's the ventral uh, vagal complex, VVC, that's it. So that controls how we smile, uh, you know, how we engage with others. So smiling at others if they're, we're engaged, you know, mimicking social contacts, being able to uh, be loved, you know, and, and, and nurtured by others. Okay. Um, but if we are in, locked in a bit of trauma, that bit continues to be locked down. So that's why in some... That's why in some extreme cases of trauma, but I think pretty much everyone can relate to this at some point. But in extreme cases of trauma, you know, people that come back from war zones, etc., they can only feel alive when they're in, yeah, the when they're in an extreme situation, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. can't then, you know, if they're at, um, you know, within the arms of a loved one, they feel numb because that bit has been shut down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes it really makes sense. It almost like it's a survival instinct or something. It's like, I guess you, you sort of things get shut down to sort of protect or yeah, like well, we don't need this part of this moment. Yeah, so like exactly. But, yeah, we're going to this other moment. Yeah, I, I'm only dealing with this bit of the tension that is keeping me um, yeah. alive or or away from harm. So wow. the other bits, yeah, exactly. Just don't need them. Just just shut those down. Yeah, and so focalizing like. What is the actual practice itself? Like, is, how, how does it manifest mm, itself? It lasts about an hour. It's the opposite of talking therapy. Okay. Um, and I have a lot of lot to say for talking therapy. You know, I've, I've had talking therapy as as part of my life. You know, for a long time, and I think there's a lot to be lot, lot to be said for it. But at some point, working through stuff with the head just just doesn't get anywhere. You know, because it can't resolve. The head is a sort of binary kind of machine this way that way it doesn't mm. really understand the great gray stuff and you just can't get to that point and when i say the head i mean the neocortex right. so what so what the, the ne- neocortex is a thinking brain that like that's a bit that that we have that's separate from animals so um, is, is that, it logic yeah is it's logic. Like logic it allows part? us right. to build planes and put yeah. podcasts together and you know do, do stuff like that i'm sure uh, <laughs> Pretty smart dog could do. That. <laughs> I don't know. Should we ask the cat? I think he's picking up some sit. Look at his ears. I'm yeah, moving. Yeah. He's like, I'm okay, making so notes on this. You just talk at a stick. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's good. It is a bit talking. Normal talking therapy work, works on the assumption that if you sort out what's going on in that logical bit, mm. that bit will then affect the limbic part of the brain, which is the emotional center. And then that bit will affect the brain stem. So one, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of goes down the way. Yeah, yeah. And then um, somatic therapy works the exact opposite way. That says, you know, deal with the stuff at root. Yeah. Um, so deal so with like the instinctive stuff deal with first the, and then it yeah. will filter back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly okay. that. Exactly that. Wow. And it's almost stuff that the, it, you know, it's almost stuff that that part of the head can't really ex- explain i mean you might want to and that's fine but mm. um but yeah it doesn't it doesn't belong there it belongs in the way that we operate in the world without even knowing it yeah um, yeah and and how a session looks so it's so it's about an hour it's very intention based at the start so you know people will come with a variety of um things from you know, I, I've got this, you know, relationship problem with my sister and I just can't get past it, you know, or I feel really stuck in making a choice about what I'm going to do with my career or mm-hmm. 
I just, I can't shut off from work. I just can't. I've gone into a new job. I can't shut off from work. And there's a whole variety of things. So yeah, we'll start with that intention. And then it looks very much from the outside, actually, like a guided meditation. And there's a bit of Vipassana meditation, sort of wisdom with, you know, threaded threaded through that. It's a synthesis of of a lot of different techniques. So there's a little bit of that wisdom in there. We drop into the body. And and that is such a really such a rarity for for many of us. Even even if you are a regular meditator and sit on your mat, yeah. there is something very different about being guided through this particular experience with that intention that allows then the body to be safe. And ultimately, what reveals in the body is. And when it reveals, there's an, there's an invitation throughout the process to report back. So, you know, there's a guided kind of bit. There's an intention, a guided bit that drops you right into the body. And that's like, it's like entering another world that's always been there. Right, right. And then this information starts to come through. And the information is is in, oh, I have a tingling sensation in my toe or a, my chest is starting to constrict or yeah. all, all these other things. And there's an invitation for the person that's having the treatment to to talk through moment by moment and really notice what's happening within the body well yeah yeah and yeah. then and then often we, we we meet what is the core of the issue and we might have started with my sister is you know really getting on my nerves and i really need to be a better sister but yeah. actually it will end up at the what the real root of that is and a very different um experience which it is often related to some some trauma. Yeah. Um, so like a trauma that um, got in the way of the relationship of like so so like the the initial intention is almost like a metaphor for the real problem. It's yeah. like oh this thing's happening, but then you go through this experience, and yeah. then you you it's like oh this experience happened because yeah. I'm going yeah. through this in yeah in the background. Like it's always yeah. in the sort of in the ram of. Exactly. My body sort of thing. Exactly. And it's yeah. often, it's a safety thing. It's like, you yeah. know, that, sis, that system might resonate for something that, you know, they might just have some resonant qualities that is, that actually, that the head has kind of gone, alarm, alarm, alarm. That feels a bit like that old trauma. Alarm, mm. alarm, alarm. So it might not be that, but it's this old trauma. And we, 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 we sense that in the session. And then my trainer and, and mentor, a guy called Nick, um, Werber, who is his healing capacity is um, for a young man. I've I've never known anything like it. He's mm. a wonderful man. Um, he was a co-trainer with Michael. Yeah, he he explains it a bit like releasing um, air from a balloon. Mm-hmm. So gently um, releasing a bit of a bit of the pressure yeah. um, and yeah. a bit of the air, sort of session by session. And some sometimes. And if you think we've probably got lots of these little bubbles in our little pockets of trauma that can be yeah. like into balloons in our body and we just release safely a bit at a time. Yeah. And and sometimes there's guided imagery. Sometimes, you know, we is very in the moment. You are very in the moment alongside that person. And then we, we'll, we'll guide it as facilitators to, to a landing and it's called a landing which is similar to what happens in sound actually in many ways in that it the session lands then but actually 
the body's responses then after start to change. They start to just basically recalibrate and come off alert. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. that then is what goes up the mind and how, how it, it's, you know, from the brainstem through to the limbic, through to the neocortex. And how so they will have to be filtered through the neocortex, the limbic system, the brainstem, like after that's happened. Like- yeah, it does that. And it does that. And it also, it sort of filters, but also stops filtering if that makes sense so these because these triggers aren't going off anymore yeah it stops the brain pulling on them and and making stories out of things right okay so so i would so often what happens um and i've experienced this a lot myself over the years working working with this modality and others in the way is i i i kind of be sometimes sat somewhere and i might it's almost like I get this sense that I'm like looking over my shoulder and going, oh, well, something's missing right now. Mm. What is that that's missing? And there's a lightness and there's a real easy quality to the moment. It's not like a fearful, oh, what's... It's like, oh, something's missing. It's expansive. There's this real expansiveness. So like, what is given, that? You've been given like a new room in your house or something. Yeah, like, that's yeah, a really yeah. good analogy. And I'm like, what is that? And it's like, and then I got... Oh, I'm not thinking like that anymore. Wow. I didn't even know I was thinking like that until it had gone. Wow. Wow. It's scary because you imagine like how much that is happening in all of us to a degree. You know, we're saying like trauma is relative. Like Mm. we've probably all gone through all kinds of stuff. Like somebody shouted at us once when we were a teenager or like we got into a little, even a little scuffle online. Maybe it it got to you in a real deep way or something or anything. And then you're, all the time this thing's just running in the background and then when it's gone it's like oh yeah that that thing's gone and you can feel it yeah it's, you feel much more like free and easy and yeah it's like opening up this sort of shutters in your body or something mm. it's like letting all this sort of air through so, and it's yeah, you know great. it's it's a real privilege again it's it, you know it is not lost on me whatsoever what a real privilege it is but also there is nothing wrong with any and I, I kind of sometimes sometimes the the word kind of healing jars a little with me because it kind of it, it puts connotations on the fact that there's something wrong wrong with somebody it's a really yeah, binary yeah. way of thinking which i it, just don't, yeah. don't don't i don't dig it implies a problem doesn't it it implies yeah. a problem and it also imp- implies that then the healer, inverted commas, is the solution. They're going to yeah. give you a magic potion, a magic experience. You're going to have this thing. Um, and actually, I think the the stuff that that I work with, I think I'm really drawn to because it's really counter that. Yes, I do facilitate it. But actually, I think once you tap into it and, and once you, which again, it's one of the reasons why I want to do the free ebook on sound because I think there's loads of ways that people can kind of really appreciate sound and and, and enable that Mm -hmm. and i think once you're more in tune with your body um through this therapy then it's not something you need to like get a fix of it becomes more sustained and you are more intimate with the terrain of your body and it's not you can then more readily pick up all right i'm having this response to this now okay Mm um it's like this you know, sort of, i don't mean to keep cutting you off i just keep no 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 things do to it try and remember it sounds like that sort of like noting and meditation where it's like mm. you you have a thought and it's like oh that's just the thought and it's like you don't have to become that thought you don't yeah. have to let that thought 
become a feeling. You know, I saw something online that's made me feel a bit like jealous or something. So you don't mm. have to become jealousy then. You can just like, bing, like, mm. you know, let it go. Mm. It's just a thought. It's not, you don't have to be a slave to yeah, that thought. Exactly. It's that. Yeah. And it's also the, it's also the body thoughts that then go on. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there'll be sometimes, you know, sometimes you might be with a person and you maybe wince a bit or feel a bit unsafe uh, and sometimes actually genuinely, you know, I, I believe that everybody is good, but sometimes in the moment, some, some, it might not be the right situation for you to be in mm. or, you know, a particular work path might not be the right situation for you. And you, you get to, because you're not on constant alert, you get, you have this more regulatory understanding of what's going on in your body. So you can then start to make more body wisdom choices. Mm. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That, that, that just feel right. You know, and there's something very, there's a very different quality of just going, this just feels right to, well, you know, the Joneses are doing it or, you know, I mm. should be doing this. I'm told, my boss has told me that this is a really good, you know, that that's, there's a very different quality to yeah. it. And, and once you, release a lot of trauma you you yeah you're just you yeah you're more tuned in yeah Yeah, you're more tuned in so it's like less external more like internal and sort of like listening to those instincts that have Mm. kind of got us to here where we are now it's like those instincts matter yeah it's just we're not really yeah you can be closed off to them or like in denial of them and i guess you know because you don't necessarily want to be a slave to your own body and your own instincts but it can show you or can like reveal things to you maybe that's actually quite important yeah and maybe like the answer is in you all the time but yeah you're not in a place to hear it at that moment yeah perhaps and and that's all good you know it's all part of you know that that thing about being a wrong yeah so some people needing things well yeah i just don't i don't dig that as a philosophy i think there can be sense at right time that right, i want to deal with this particular thing right now it senses that and I think it's all good whatever comes up in a session in vocalizing or, or any of these modalities that you may see me or you know anybody else for I think what what comes up is generally what I have a real trust that what comes up what what is what needs to come up and uh, you know anything that doesn't or anything that feels unresolved or anything that was before it's all part of our becoming it's all part of our becoming and that's that's just beautiful, you know, mm. if you take that as a wholeness. Yeah. Um, it's really beautiful. Yeah. But, yeah, when people are ready to to kind of, you know, to have a sense that they want to deal with something, it's a, it's a beautiful privilege and I really, really, really love the work. Really love the work. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I can absolutely tell. I found with a lot of the people I've spoken to in Margate, so many people who are doing the creative interesting like whether it's music or art or like any of the therapeutics or like mm. yoga or like sound therapy or anything like that you can tell like as soon as they start talking about it as soon as you start talking about it mm. you can just you can really sense that like mm. this is that you found the, the thing mm. like you've there's a resonating flow of water mm. and you've jumped in it and that, mm. that's that's where you're at now yeah probably if i'd have spoken to you like 10 or 20 years ago and you were doing the more corporate side of things It'd be, actually, it'd be interesting to put you in a room with 20 years ago, you, and then sort of see how how you look and feel and sound yeah. and like hear the tone in your voice. Yeah. And sort of, you, you could probably diagnose a lot of a lot of things going on Usually there. Usually so. Yeah, Usually yeah. so. I mean, I, you know, I would have been probably a lot more, you know, mm. 
not sure. You know, the voice would yeah. be constricted. And yeah, and there's an overall kind of like warmth and quality, I think, that I think one gives off. Yeah, you, you, you're right. And I think you're right, actually, about everybody else in Margate. I think we are hugely... And there's there's a there's a you know the 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 sea itself has like huge healing properties you know even just yeah, from a yeah. sort of sound perspective you know it's not even subconsciously most of us are conscious of it I'm 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 pretty sure but even on a subconscious level um, yeah. it's got those healing properties and 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 part of that is because of the the breadth of frequencies that the sea gives off yeah so there's the just the overall quality and feeling of being in expanse yeah, yeah. and then there's a the breadth of frequencies that give that they give off that actually because there's so many the brain stops trying to work out and pick out the individual bits so it slows down and shuts down yeah a bit. so it's almost like a crowd like you hear a crowd you're not hearing individual people going whoa yeah and clapping you're just hearing a, a, a complete unit of sound yeah exactly yeah, a bit and on a bit more sort of harmonious um you know we're a bit more in tune with it because it's a bit more of a natural biorhythm yeah um but yeah it's it's exactly the same kind of thing we shot off trying to sort of work out the individual um tones or frequencies and it's also a bit like when we were sloshing around in the womb as well mm, yeah that's yeah, one of our absolutely. first senses because our uh auditory is um sense is the first to garner um in the in the womb so yes yeah, a bit oh, like okay. coming home yeah but i think yeah. yeah i think you know that margate just is is there's all those things all those reasons that i can give you but i think there's something there's a bit of magic as well isn't there I definitely think, yeah no really <laughs> yeah really sense it and uh i've lived in the suburbs of surrey i've lived in london and i had a couple of years living in laos as well with with my, my girlfriend mm. and um yeah, and, and it's interesting being in those different terrains. It's sort of like, so you get the built-up city, you've got the jungle, which is... What was that like? Laos. Um, it's just very hot, mm. <laughs> like insanely hot. I, I I mean, it'd be interesting going back now. Like, I haven't been back there for a while, but um, the heat does something to your body and your brain. So, like, your brain is kind of cooking all day and your blood, I don't know what happens to it when it heats up, but something happens it, it's i feel like it adds to this sort of slowness of like there's a real slow almost like measured pace of life mm. over there like it's 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 not like free and easy but it's very relaxed and mm. i think people say like sabai sabai which is like sort of calm kind of sabai 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 like so sabai d is hello and i uh-huh. think that means like good good day yeah sabai sabai is like chill kind of like oh, relaxed. that's nice um, sabai and like, like and and also people in Laos are very um I think you know people describe it as like a poker face but like I've I've experienced it where I mean you, you don't wear bike helmets out there like mm. you should but people don't so I was just on my bike and then I nearly got completely like served by a moped full pelt I was instantly I was jarred and I was like what what what's going on and then the other person was just completely stony faced and they cracked a little smile and a little laugh and then just drove off and I was like yep yeah, I was ready to argue and then they they just kind of oh <laughs> and then cycle off and it, it and it's that's the attitude there i think it's like um if you lose your temper if you if you go nuts on someone yeah. then you've lost and it it's really interesting i don't know if that's to do with the environment or temperature or i, I mean maybe it's just sort of from years back it's patterning but, over time as well yeah yeah but it's, it's really interesting it's like you, you rarely hear shouting and if you do it's from i mean i hate to say it, usually it's from westerners and it's mm. from like drunk tourists right and uh 
it's re- you never hear loud people shouting mm-hmm. at each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's so interesting. Um, we were living by a massive body of water, which was the Mekong River. So like mm. 10 minutes away from my house was the Mekong. And so there's there's a different kind of a pulse. Mm. There's a similar pulse. Like it's a massive body of water, which is like it feeds mm. other rivers. It's, it's huge. It's like mm. un- unthinkably huge. But it's relative. Like coming here, I feel like this the sea is such a, consciously or not, it's just a huge element of everyone's mm. life and, and the weather and all this kind of mm. stuff. And like... I really enjoy talking about the weather these days. Like, it, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't like thinking of it. It's like the term guilty pleasure. It's like, well, it's, a, it's it's a pleasure. It's like, yeah. it's not small talk. It's just talk. Yeah. Like, why is it small? It's like, we're all under the sky and we're all seeing the weather. And it's almost like, like, that's the one thing like, we all have it in common. We can't really control it. Mm. We, can, we just sort of exist in it and around and under it. Yeah. So like being by the sea, like we, we're all experiencing it. Maybe we're not conscious of it or it's, you know, it's just ticking mm. away in the background. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. And it must, yeah, like mm. you say, it must have an effect on our mm. bodies. Mm. We're mostly water and yeah, that's exactly. water and exactly. it's the moon and all this kind of. Exactly. Yeah. It's um, interesting what you say about the weather, actually. I'd never, I'd, I never thought about it until you said, but there, there definitely is a different quality to the way that we talk about the weather here isn't there so I think think when I was in London it would definitely be more and even going back there and it'd be more of a sort of transactional you know what is the weather stopping me doing or you know like it like it was a real sort of problem and and even when it's too rainy or too cold yeah it's like too too this or too that yeah like not even like as a real kind of opposing thing to the weather mm. whereas here i think we're we're a bit more in tune and it's where we're alongside and with and as the weather even you know mm. so we we yeah we rhythm with it more yeah okay so i think that wraps it up joe i think we've covered in great detail your incredible work and what, what you're up to um what method of social media would you say you're most uh active on pick one like what would be your your chosen favored method of contact instagram instagram yeah so um people can message you get yeah. in touch comment and yeah whatnot. yeah at Celasta sounds and the website is the same um Celasta sounds okay. as well but I'll, yeah I'll, I'll put links all over the place yeah. for it um, but yeah come and say hi yeah sometimes there's pictures of cats but mainly it's you're you on know, the internet stuff yeah this, this is what the internet <laughs> Given yeah, to us they, to... they've been a little bit but not so much yeah cool okay joe thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure talking oh, to you thanks for thanks for a lot of time it's uh it's incredibly appreciated enjoy your day i've loved it i just want to say i've absolutely loved it you've got oh. a really lovely way about you and you've you oh, know it's been you. really you've made me really comfortable i'm usually in the listening seat so yeah um right. so uh you know i i felt some little bits of anxiety this morning as i mentioned to you but, me, oh, me you too. Know, but you do you know <laughs> you've been, been brilliant like absolutely it's been it's been a proper good morning thank oh, you awesome no, thank it was you. a pleasure great lovely stuff yeah thanks joe thank you bye bye wasn't that a treat uh i hope that's got you in the mood for some some sound bathing some sound therapy it's uh Maybe just got you in the mood for just a, a nice relaxing retreat. It, it's it's worth looking on her website because it, she's always got stuff going on. Um, 
pretty much it's sort of in the Kent area, greater Kent area, but um, yeah, it, it branches out. And I'd say, you know, give just give her a shout if you if you're interested in pursuing this kind of stuff. Um, I think I, I kind of get the impression that Joe's very open to ideas, and you know, if you if you've got something in mind, I really get the impression that she's up for putting what she does into different contexts and in environments. So. Keep it in mind. Also, you can get gift tokens and and all that good stuff on their website. So Christmas is coming up. Instead of getting someone a physical gift, why don't you give them the gift of sound? Get a proper experience gift. Um, I'm recording this with a microphone that has a a woolly glove on the end. Um, I forgot the wind guard, which is like a little furry animal. But I do have some gloves, and it's doing a fine job of guarding against wind so i'm gonna bear that in mind for future tide is still going out i haven't been accompanied on the lido yet it's been a pretty lonesome recording which is ideal bunch of seagulls up there making some rabble um there's a guy up on the parking area who's just been stood there looking out for a long time which is a little unsettling if i'm honest but otherwise it's a beautiful evening in margate yeah, it's been uh, it's been lovely chatting t- t- at, at you. I was going to say to you or with you, but this is at. I think it's a very one way process. I mean, yeah, th- th- it's clearly not a uh, verbal exchange. But thank thanks for uh, sticking around to the very end. As always, if you want to give me a shout, I am contactable at all times on uh, Instagram, which is at buddy underscore peace. That is a little underscore, which is like a little bridge to the second word in my name, if that helps. And the same on Twitter, so it's at Buddy underscore Peace. Give your boy a holler. Also, I'm on BuddyPeace.com. If you want to give my music a listen or purchase, I am on BuddyPeace.Bandcamp.com. I'm also on Patreon, if you fancy giving that a gander so there's a there's a few tiers on there some of them involve like handmade mixes and narrated stuff and all that kind of business so have a, have a look on there like um I, I post a few exclusive mixes and things like that on there sometimes so worth a shot also email if you want to um if you're feeling sinister i am at uh, buddy at buddypeace.com by all means holler follow joe miller celeste sounds uh, hope you've enjoyed the chat yeah she, she's she's awesome thank you to Joe thank you to Joe's cats for making a brief audio appearance which may have been edited out for time because we chatted for two and a half hours um, <laughs> so there's a there's a few off cuts in there uh, I, I I don't know if I can release a, a, a three hour podcast on, on on you just yet yeah that, that's that's a fair a fair commitment so let, let's let's try and keep it under two hours for now but who knows we see what the future holds with that in mind uh i'm gonna leave you there um thanks so much for listening gonna see you next week with uh, a glorious guest you can be sure of that be well uh look after the beach look after each other stay safe stay warm Tell your friends you love them regularly. Send somebody something in the mail and give somebody a phone call. Give somebody a hug. Give somebody a handshake. Keep doing nice things. 
Big love, as always. Signing off from Margate. This is Buddy Peace. Wishing you all the very best. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.